0: Uh, okay, oh, we're 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 it's too late. We're recording, Leon. Don't you laugh at that. Um, you can laugh at that. Uh, hello everyone. It is office hours 14. Let's go quick right now. We just did the math before, so you guys don't have to see us struggle uh, as we do it. So put the, put the fingers up office hours 14. There we go. Leon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> wonderful. Uh,
0: you can maybe see if, I guess, if you have followed this or have watched or listened, there is a wonderful person who is not here today, which is Lauren. Uh, papa lauren uh key administrator financial person security person uh, wonderful doer of things on the team and makes this ship sail smoothly um so we miss him very much but uh we have uh, a person who is here in his stead leon wonderful to have you back again my friend great to great to see you uh, <laughs> this is office hours 14 we do this every week 12 p.m eastern standard time is something that our team looks forward to a lot and we have discussions we talk about updates things we're thinking about um and just yeah wonderful time to reflect on the week that was and also look forward to to the future so quickly we're getting somewhat better at this uh quick introduction <laughs> uh tyler brine uh um, lover of humor human computer interaction and wanting to make that better uh for people across the world
1: Beautiful. Okay. Matsalsa um, and uh, uh, CTO at Speak AI uh, spend so much time in IoT hardware and software integration stuff.
2: Tim, I'm a junior developer here and um, spending time uh, enjoying the time spent racking my brain against all the software problems that we're encountering at Speak making it what it is. Beautiful.
0: Leon.
3: All right, uh, recently joined to help manage the product. Uh, my name is Leon and um, I call myself a PM. Uh, so anything that ranges from go to market for the next uh, quarter and or simplifying things within the team, uh, within the process and everything across the software, including user experience.
4: Uh, and I'm Nihal, uh, digital strategist here at Speak and I help with everything from messaging to writing to trying to figure out how to simplify everything we do as well
0: (laughs) and i guess you know there's a couple topics that we want to go through today but that's one thing maybe just an open moment of any lessons learned or any insights this week and uh one thing that i just what comes to me right now is like simple simple is better kiss keep it keep it simple stupid uh, something that our team has not always been good at. We love to talk about high-level, abstract things, and uh, and that's that's fun when you're talking amongst yourself as a team. But when you're trying to articulate what you do, and actually, you know, really help people, it's nothing cool about using language that isn't isn't accessible, that that doesn't resonate and doesn't clearly identify what you're doing to help and what problems you're solving. So. Uh, Nihal Leon continue uh, to paint a light, shine a light on on those uh, you know <laughs> on those things that we've done, and it's also I think it's sped up the level of improvement um, that we've had and really honed some some focus in that messaging and, and what we're doing as a team. So yeah, just a second here. Anyone right from the start before we jump into a, top, a couple topics, some lessons learned, or, or things that you're thinking about.
1: I do have a couple of points, but uh, we'll jump on on the on on the what are the updates on the engineering side this week? So I would like to include uh, moving forward uh, on the office server, take five minutes to talk about uh, what we are doing and uh, what are the updates for who are listening? Uh, and uh, yeah, just just give some light on that. Okay,
0: That's probably a good idea. No, it is a good idea. Leon, you're sitting there solemn. Anything that you're thinking from your side? You've been taking a deep dive into everything that is Speak AI. Um, how are you feeling? Are you okay? You still got a smile on your face?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, just grateful that everyone was able to um, be very upfront about challenges that they experience, both personally as well as um, in terms of helping build the company out. Uh, and that the faster we get to the problem, the faster we can understand how to solve that problem. So. Well, currently, I mean, I can summarize a few things into basically a bullet point uh, or three bullet points. Right now, we've looked at um, all the possible or, or, or plausible uh, strategies and um, offerings. And we've realized that um, as a team, we are going to hone in and double down on um, human transcription as a next uh, major offering. And so the rest of it, oh, we, we will deprioritize, but also... Because um, we're very limited, right? We're, we're, we're running super lean. Um, and once again, I'm just repeating myself from last week, but what, before I joined the team or before I got to know Tyler and Vazzle, I just thought that we had like at least five developers. So we built so many things, um, which is an incredible feat of itself.
0: Okay. Well, I, uh, I, I, you know, I worry <laughs> a bit because one of the things I want to talk about today is this Google Chrome extension. <laughs> so as okay. we prioritize and uh, and and and, and, pick and uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Tim, I, with the wonderful support and guidance from Vatsal, have been also doing some wonderful work with uh, real time. Um, voice analysis, uh, that, you know, and we shared some stuff internally. We're not ready to share that publicly yet with, with, with the group yesterday and said like, good luck putting this into our product strategy, Leon. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, um, but you know, that the, the thing that we, you know, a thing that we do want to align in is, is solving problems for people and identifying, you know, the needs that have, and we've, we've continuously, and we don't want to spend too much time on that, but seen that gap with automated transcription um, and just automated analysis in general, not necessarily being accurate enough to produce the results for professional publishing or professional research. Seeing that gap and offering a lot of ways to improve that process and amplify the results combining the human part, the human the p- human part, and then the software. Um, so very excited to, to be working on that and to have some uh, some, some team members focusing, uh, focusing us down and, and creating a very solid value proposition. So um, Nihal, Tim, anything to say? Okay. All
2: right. Well, the only thing to be said is that I'm grateful to be here because that's that's the group of people uh, whose, whose ideas got um, so much tra- attraction on our minds that they go executed upon and implemented what leon is seeing in our platform what might, you might be seeing in our platform is a lot of different proofs of concepts a lot of prototypes really and they all have proven to be uh, somewhat teaching we've learned tons from every each of them maybe not all of them succeeded but um thanks to leon is we're we're right now centering on something that really matters to you and hopefully Use the end customer will benefit from it as much. And once again, look, all the um, anything that you might be thinking about or even desiring from a platform like ours, or a platform which doesn't yet exist, you might address toward us or toward Leon if uh, he'd share his public email with us with you. Uh, he wouldn't. But fun um, it part. It's 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 been a it's been a um, interesting experience building all those prototypes and now narrowing down
3: on, narrowing in on something that's that yeah, that's, that fulfills the need and is purposeful as well. I want to add on to that quickly. I think that what we have is a MVP of just around, you know, um, around transcriptions. We have an MVP that actually have traction, an MVP that actually has customers paying for it. Um, that's something that's worth celebrating no matter where we are along um, our journey. Um, quick example, when Justin Khan started twitch he was just filming himself as a reality tv show at home that was a prototype he's like people might be interested in watching what i'm doing and they started playing video games and uh, and then there goes twitch
0: uh i'll add that, uh clearbank rebranded as clearco this week, and i believe it was michelle romanoff who uh she uh, shared a wonderful story about how clearbank now clearco started and the, the they tested about 20 different things uh, at the start they were paying they were trying to instantly pay uber drivers something about connecting re- like they they experimented with so many things all that they could not figure out how to scale or that were not their their hypothesis was not proven uh and 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 they continued to drive through what i've found really interesting is they've obviously been immensely successful because they persevered and they learned very quickly from those things and then got to something that that mattered And what I, I've maybe said this before, but uh, (laughs) Matthew McConaughey published this, published his book, Green Lights, I believe it was called. And he talks about his journey in life. And he said that he always knew that he was heading in one direction, but he left like a wide open highway that was on it. So it was like 12 lanes. So he would swerve. He was always heading in the right direction, but he would allow himself to swerve. And sometimes he would get a little too far off, you know, close to the edge and he'd have to correct himself and get back. And what I think we've done, you know, a through line for all of this has been, you know, how can we manage, how can we manage media better that, uh, that in, in communication in in voice, there is so much wealth of information that is extremely valuable. And how can we enhance that? How can we help people find that easier and, 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 and make use of those things to make better decisions? Uh, so it's been a long winding journey to get there, but it feels while there are some, you know, some 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 interesting parts in our product that maybe don't feel fully fleshed out, we have done our best to encompass around this problem, around this theme, um, around this need, and with a little bit more focus and some great people working with us, uh, I, I can see, um, you know, I can I can see the success and I can see um, the the impact of that.
1: Just just have a thought on on the philosophy of that book a uh, little bit uh, psychologically. Does that also work? As an individual, you can open up the 12 lanes and you can switch between that. Might change your career and uh, might might experiment something which is you can you can uh, focus upon. But when you are running a company with 10 people, 100 people, thousand people, is that possible psychologically to switch the lane and like what what affects that the the team of thousand people and changing the the objectives the agenda hours like the, the problem the statement of the problem so i'm just trying to say psychologically what what does affect that right because once you are when you are individual that is fine you can change the lane it's only affecting your life and uh, what you are trying to build and what you're trying to experiment but when it is a team does that work it's a open question does that work okay
3: the <laughs> answer is no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's why, that's why C, like I don't know, I, I, I assume that's why C-suite have VPs that report to them and VPs that have directors that report to them and then senior management down to individual contributors. Um, so in that massive hierarchy, um, people in the C-level and, and VP level are in charge of the vision primarily that revolve around the mission that doesn't change, aka that highway goes in that right direction. Um, but everything below that, you know, uh, st- stemming from management all the way down to individual contributors, they're managing their own uh, lanes so that the highway doesn't, let's say, split into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a uh, good explanation. The yeah. short answer is it doesn't, it doesn't work <laughs> when, when, when people are always um, uh, swerving.
0: It's it, interesting, like, you know, the, the common sort of, I guess mantra. I don't know if that's the right word or theme. Is like with a big company, it's like it's it's very hard to uh, it's very hard to turn you know turn the ship or steer the ship. It's such a big, you know, it's such a bit. Like if if we are now that this is a sad metaphor, but if we're you know uh, the Titanic and we're heading towards the iceberg, and you're a small ship, you just you just turn and navigate out of the way. But as a big one, it's very hard to make that shift and get everyone on board. And um, you know, it's it's interesting as we look at this year though how many companies have had to shift or pivot uh and 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 you know it's this idea of survival and adaptation and thriving and i think some some companies and organizations can make it through that because they have the right people they have like the drive the ambition the perseverance to do that but depending on who's the team how that team is structured how it's organized a pivot or, or a shift like this could be completely detrimental and actually, you know, create a collapse within the organization or within the team. So I'm very thankful to have people like you around who um, have had to go through iterations and they're still here (laughs) and uh, you know, still saw, you know, even though there was some, you know, again, maybe moments where we're on the 12th lane and the one wheels off the road, um, that it's like okay, there's still enough traction on the road <laughs> that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump out of the seat. <laughs> so I'm very thankful thankful for that. That
1: is so interesting uh, psychologically, right? It's like uh, how how you can switch the lane, and when you switch the lane, it's also important and don't die. In yeah, it's really interesting. So yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Darren. back no, to you. No,
0: uh, no, now my, now my fear is just like talking about a Google Chrome extension that does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I necessarily fit into some of the focus over the next three months, but also augments the service and the offering that we've done, which is, you know, at a core level, the human transcription has allowed people to create media assets, more, more high quality media assets, because with, again, without that accuracy, there's a lot of things that cannot be done properly. Um, but that theme for us has always been, you know, these four pillars, capture, capture, analyze, share, and improve. And the, you know, the interesting part, which why we've tried to build integrations like the Google Chrome extension has been, we want to help people with that capture process because that, that alone can be a tedious, tedious, um, you know, a tedious act. And I think back to our first MVP, where I think you could only upload one audio file at once and imagine, you know, imagine you want to transcribe, just the transcription to keep that thorough like uh complete is like doing that 50 times over and over again while you sit there and wait um and then now with bulk uploading being able to do that all at once in the time that we've saved so trying to improve the capture process has been a big part of us actually getting to some of the you know the goals that we're talking about now which is click creating clean data creating like high quality data sets improving the accuracy of the transcription so that you can do real things with it that Provide value, and um, Chrome extension is part of that. Uh, so uh, I will, we will, we will celebrate uh, <laughs> that this is this is live on yes. the uh, Chrome extension store. Um, so I'll just share quickly and just maybe you know if there's anything that anyone has to say about it, let us know. And Leon, tell us when to stop too. I'm okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> But um, you know this, this is something that we you know we have been very excited about and to, to see this published, sharing some reasons why this is valuable, how the how this system works, trying to you know uh, you know basically show you know improve and enhance the messaging of this. And this is only version one. So we're seeing we're up to a wonderful 14 users now, and we're very excited about that, but also starting to build ourselves in this directory and in this list, this wonderful listing that is the Chrome Web Store that people can try to figure a way to analyze transcripts or even analyze audio and video, which will have the ability to pull in audio and video to then analyze um, too. So it's unlocking a lot of potential um, and fitting nicely into something like Google Chrome that people use all the time. So very excited about that. I'm not sure if you guys have anything to add um, about the Chrome extension. I know we've talked about it a little yeah. bit in the past too.
1: Just wanted to do, again, like big shout out to uh, Devers uh, uh, yeah. who, who built the Chrome extension and uh, uh, worked on this extension. So yeah, thank thank you to Devers. And also is like, what you also included into the little bit more, uh, a couple of things is like the description is there, how you can utilize. It's all under the overview and if you find anything, uh, if you go up on the right-hand side, you can click on the contact developer, uh, which will send us an email uh, if you a little bit scroll down uh, over Ah. here. So if you click on here, uh, that will send us an email and you can can let us know uh, if you find any issue uh, using the uh, extension. And also, (laughs) there's also the review uh, section where you can (laughs) leave us the review and feedback.
0: And I'll just give you know one one of the interesting insights that someone signed up and sent us was they wanted to um, they wanted to read they wanted to read articles faster, uh, which I just thought was such a interesting thing and and really it fits in with the theme of like there's too much information too much media being generated every day so how can you hone on the moments that matter make it more accessible make it more searchable and navigate to those moments um, so just nice to see some inklings of the vision that we have be um, communicated and resonating with people uh, who are who are testing this extension and now and now downloading it and using it so um, I've shared some concepts of what a version 2 could look like but we're gonna wait instead of going ahead and merging ahead with uh, forging ahead without you know feedback and just dreaming up again like we have in the past um, we're gonna wait till we hear some from people who are using it what they see as the value and, and how we can enhance that for them
1: yeah. that's a that's a least like, you know, we learn throughout the process is like uh, uh, ask for the feedback, wait for the feedback, you can, yes, you can give the version one, but when you want to release the version two and if you are. Yeah, so that's a sort of a balance between getting the more feedback from the user and ask for uh, what is missing. And then build it so that might be help another five or more 10 users who have the same frequency of the thoughts. So that's a one learning lesson. I will, will take a pause here to uh, see any feedback and, and the requirements, uh, for the new features.
3: Yeah. Awesome work guys. I think at, at best, this could become a monetization strategy, uh, at worst, this is a acquisition channel or funnel. So
0: terrific. I like it's it. It's a great way to put it, Leon. <laughs> uh, if, if one thing, you know, Leon, maybe you have you know, some thoughts around this as someone who spent some time looking at products and Nijo and I have been talking about this too, but our thought has been like, this to, this to me feels like a little bit more, like you said, like a it's like an offering of Speak. It's free. It connects to the main system. It's sort of its own product on its own, as Neil and I had in one of our, our various descriptions in our 510 an ecosystem of products, an ecosystem <laughs> of, of, of solutions that we that we plan to offer. And I remember Vatsal and I when we first started Speak. It's like it's not going to be just one product. Uh, The the thing that I've come back to that theme is that you earn the right to build multiple products. You don't just get to do that from the start. You don't, uh, uh, you know, I have that thought, I think of it almost every day. I just wake up, Leon. It's the first thing I think of in the morning where you say, I can't believe things haven't imploded. (laughs) And I I just think of, I think of that because you go, you know, and and that's after we had that talk, we talked about things going too horizontal and and you can go horizontal when you have the growth, when you have the team resources, and you yes. have the the traction. But it, you know, in the first iteration or the you know early stages of company, you need to go pretty deep, and then and then you build out from there with the lessons that you learn. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with this, but one of the thoughts that I was trying to get to is, say we have something like this, we're excited to share it. We do want to get feedback. We have our own audience that we can share with, and we can get feedback and testing. But how on a more continuous basis, can we share something like this? Um, And basically what Neil and I've been looking on is like a launch list. So one of the big ones that people think of is product hunt, Um, posting on indie hackers, posting on Reddit, you know, where, what, what are these standardized routines that we can build and share with engaged communities who care about what we're doing or see value? And just wanted to put that out there as also people who come and listen to these sometimes are people who are building their own software early in their own company and are looking for ways to grow looking for growth strategies and that's something that we spend a lot of time thinking about here as as we try to um, get our message out to the world.
1: I agree just just a thought on top of that Nihal uh it's like Nihal made a, a and, and Tyler, you both of you it's like made a quite a bit of changes on the homepage on the website uh but when we talk about the speak has a, a speak is not a product speak has a products a lot of products in it built in the speak right so is there a way for us to showcase the opportunity for us to display the products on the home page that can be the Chrome extension right right on the homepage maybe below above the footer or something that what are the products we offer that can be the Chrome extension link, embeddable recorder, uh, the eNet transcript transcri- human transcription, human transcription uh, the text note, the text feature, right? We we display in the in the flow, but is there an opportunity for us to display the speak as a speak product? I'd
0: I'd like to say uh, yes, but Nandie, go ahead. Yeah. You can say
4: <laughs> yes. Um. So I definitely think there's. Room for us to um, display our entire kind of product lineup. Um, Personally, I I don't know if the homepage is the place for that. Um, I I think we can.
1: Oops.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, lots of trucks on my on my street. (laughs) So. Personally, I'm, I'm not sure that the homepage, uh, at least it, when all our products are still kind of in that V1 uh, phase, uh, and if they're not our main kind of, mon- you know, our monetization, um, they, they don't really fit into our monetization the way we want them to necessarily. Um, I, I don't think they live right. on the homepage. Um, they definitely have a place on our website, um, potentially a prominent place on our website. Like for instance, on top, like in our uh, header, we could have a product, right?
1: Products so, and a dropdown? And like uh, in a dropdown,
4: yeah. Where we have, um, we, we do have a lot of, uh, once again, right, we're, we're trying to take inspiration from like companies or organizations we look up to, the companies that have done it right, um, and figure out the optimal structure for our website as well, right? Because for instance, one thing we've discussed as well is we have like, you know, X amount of pages where, like, let's say we have like 300 pages, right, on our website. How many of those pages are actually important? How many of them are relevant? How many of them actually provide value to like someone that lands on our website, right? Um, and so, for instance, similar to how you have the integrations page, um, it, it's very possible for us to have a featured section on our website where it's like, you know, this is speak. So the homepage talks about speaks value propositions, and it's something that we're working on currently and we'd have a section where it's like you know here's the suite of products and then we'd actually have um specific pages dedicated to explaining um our particular products right so if we had something so if we had a dedicated chrome extension page that actually maybe talks about the chrome extension um explains how it fits into the speak ecosystem explains how it's still a standalone product as well as maybe demos on how to use it right how to use it efficiently maybe our, you know, the Speak Chrome extension for marketers, the Speak Chrome extension for um, like researchers, right? And then actually building out a guide because c- I think that's where we'll find value with our secondary products, right? Where we can showcase, show people, here's how you can use Speak to um, better do this. Um, hmm.
0: Leon, is anything, you, you just shared a link. Is there anything yeah. you
3: want to go? I, I shared a couple of links that I believe they're competitors. One's called Coda, one's called Notion. Um, I'm personally, I'm a fan of Notion. I use it daily. Uh, I don't use Coda, but they also have a, just a kick-ass landing page. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at both of these companies, they're kind of project management, um, all-in-one. They use the same phrase. Uh, if you scroll down Coda's landing page, you'll find all-in-one at some, uh, some point. Right, all in one doc. So they're both disrupting the. Well, first of all, Google disrupted Microsoft Suite and or Microsoft Office, and then they disrupted Google Suite um, together. Uh, sorry, I should say simultaneously. But you don't really see all their products on their landing page, except if you go into Solutions, the drop down, you'll find um, kind nice of cases. use cases, right, yeah. uh, and and their offerings. And on Notion's page. Um, if you're not not already logged in, um, I use incognito to go on Notion. Wow, the website's so fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll uh, If you go into downloads, you'll see iOS, Android, Mac and Windows, and then Web Clipper. Web Clipper is a big part of Notion, even though they don't advertise, they don't talk about it. it feels It It's almost like an, a feature or an extension um, of Notion rather than an offering of its own. So they don't really talk about it. Um, as much, so I've used that maybe at one percent. But when I'm on my phone browsing, and I know that Notion's been installed, and there's an article that I really want to capture, and um, I wish there was a tool that can, could help me analyze that article. I'm not sure if you guys know of this tool, <laughs> but, but I capture this article, and I and I, ha- I can document it in Notion with a couple clicks. Um, so those are the times, the one percent of the times that actually were useful for me. So I do believe that the um, Chrome extension that we have is a very strategic initiative. Uh, it's just that we're we've built a solution. We're looking for a problem. So if enough people find enough problems or enough str- struggle have enough struggles with, I wish I could just capture that and then analyze it. Then we have a solution to problem fit. It's an interesting
2: pl- problem on it and it's um, in its own right because we're looking at the at the um, generally what. I'm a user of Notion and quite a devoted one, in, 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 and uh, kept several s- several things there. And as you just said, Web Clipper was one part of my Google Chrome. It was part of my day. I would save particular links, blogs, and ideas there. But then, I'm um, analyzing this now in retrospect, seeing it as well. I would have saved it. Practically, it's there, but it. It, it, it only gives me the psychological awareness that I have saved an idea and it's somewhere in my trunk. But honestly, I never look back. I never have opened that, uh, that clip that I made. So I'm seeing this problem as partly psychological. Like you're, we're, we're putting the weight into, like we're creating, it, it's, an, it's a psychological investment into the platform when you clip something with it. You know that you've invested into the classroom. You know that you've invested into your own sort of, as it Notion, as Notion presented, database that expands your mind. Well, eventually it will, but it's not the case now. So with speak AI, we see the problem is, well, let's expand it. Let's actually make something, let's make it practical to actually click and analyze these things. If we we're to analyze it and enable you to not just save it, but save the extracts of what's, of what's most important out of that article. And have that on your fingertips. Um,
3: I, I think that'll be the the prime the prime here. Dave- I love that, Tim. I think you're thinking you're thinking definitely like a product manager. Um, it's an awesome awesome trail of thought. And uh, maybe we could look at how to integrate that thing itself onto our dashboard, so that it becomes you know um, a, a working system of sorts. Like uh, it's almost like we are not only in well let's say a lot of companies, a lot of products or features allow people to capture that. And then they get lost. Is what you're trying to say, right? It's, it's almost like a hoarding behavior. Um, psychologically, like I collect, I, I used to collect uh, a lot of things. So, you know, I think that one day I will use them. Same thing as articles and, 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 and videos and even different forms of media online. It's like I collect them, but I would never go back to them until one day I'm trying to dust off my you know, my collection. (laughs) Um, But what, how might we, here's a design thinking question, how might we make or encourage people to not only discover insight, but help them use um, whatever they've collected over time, right, to enhance their, their physical experience um, or, or um, help them with something that, that they need, they might need help with. So it sounds more like a Definitely an insight collection, or sorry, analysis and an insight generation, but also reminder system that helps them go back to it from time to time.
2: We had this in our minds, Tyler particularly was thinking about this tons. The problem with this interfacing, like the, the core issue with uh, with with any interface and application that we use is that we can't talk with it or, or transmit information in between fast enough. We can't read fast enough. We can't type in fast enough. And, and this, this, this brought us to use more, um, this made us use more visuals, made us use the interface to the max ability of it, 2D interfaces, 3D interfaces that we barely have. And Tyler, would you expand on that? Sort of the problem of <laughs> interfacing,
0: the, the problem of interfacing with oh, information. All uh, you know, I'll, I'll, there was a theme that became almost. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but it was it, it was almost ridiculous how much it was used, and it was a couple of years ago. But um, organizations would talk about siloed information or siloed departments within their team, and how there would be you know there'd be areas on their team that were not communicating with the, with each other, and that was leading to breakdowns across the entire across the entire organization. And I look at this as what we also saw. What I saw is what you know, Leon and and, and Tim just discussed, which is you can, because I, I did the same thing with Evernote. I would save. I have thousands of web clips. I have never accessed them again. Maybe you know, very specific, very specific um, things. But it became all this idea of like siloed information. You would save something, would be in there, but it would never be of use again. It would. I like what you said, Tim. Just the psychological safety net that you knew it was at least there, and you didn't lose it. Because there's nothing worse than feeling like. Oh, I was reading that and I just, I can't find it. I can't find the link. I can. So there's something there. But what we saw was this gap between yeah how information was connecting with each other. And, you know, just as a simple example within our, our dashboard search is, you know, you search a term, and you don't just see, you don't just see the notes, or audio or trans like video in like a list that then you have to go into that list, you actually see visualizations of, of trends of how much that term was used. So if I search, you know, media analysis, I, instead of, um, yeah, instead of just all the the notes that include that it's like every one, but you can actually drill down to the specific sentence from the same interface and you can also see patterns over time where you have looked at that more. And if you're looking through the Chrome uh, extension that you've, you've pulled in extension, you've pulled in clips because you've been reading about that more or more interested. So you could see a spike in January, you're reading a ton about media analysis and then it dropped down and then it increased again in, in March because you started to get re-interested in it. And again, this is, it's hard to uh, remove sort of the abstractness and the complexity from that, but it comes down to even what we're talking about. I'm going to try to bring this back together for Leon is like, <laughs> people are dumping a lot of hours of transcriptions into our systems, audio and video files that then they're transcribing for user interviews or research. And then the question is now what, you know, the question is how are these, we just did 30 interviews, 30 hours of interviews. What were the common patterns between that? What were the themes? What were the things that we saw that are connected? What were the pain points? What are the things that as an organization, if we're building something and that's what the point of these user interviews, how do we, identify those things and then try to even add some quantitative analysis to that so we can prove those points better. And it comes back to what Nihal put in this description is that we wanna help teams, individuals make better decisions faster by providing that additional layer on top of the audio on top of the transcripts through this analysis and connecting media files together. So Tim, I hope that answered something, I don't know.
2: <laughs> it does, and, and this to continue on this, if, if, if I were to, the part of analysis and creating this a very abstract information it's it's a we're adding complexity here it's there's no question about that, but what we're attempting to do with this is actually bringing this meta information to your awareness. Re- remembering a text remembering is, is is much less effective than remembering an image remembering a text plus image is much more effective than either of those and that's. It's a very simplistic way of looking at this, but the insights and visualizations are supposed to create this wider throughput of information and enable you to to recognize and harness the information
0: that matters for you. I think we're, we're we're just trying to get to now, and like Leon, like the part where some of the focus on the human tra- human transcription it, um, part is coming in is it actually cr- it creates an opportunity. That opportunity right now is you know, some of the wonderful people we work with, whether it's nonfiction, whether it's mind care, and they're producing these bulk hours of media that they're trying to derive insights from. It's like, we've now cleaned up these transcripts to hundred percent. This is a beautiful data set that you have. Like what now, what are you going to do now? How long are you going to spend analyzing these files? What are you trying to derive out of this? If you're going to take these fi- if you're going to take all this information that you're trying to synthesize and create a report, that's going to drive organizational decisions how can we help in that process so the first step is getting more people to bring in you know dump, trust us to do a great job with the transcription whether automated or then augmenting it with the humans to clean it up to 100 percent. and then the next step is how can we help improve that process even further for them um so i think we've done a good job and continue to do a good job on focusing on that but the the, the main goal of speak has always been like help you find these meaningful insights um, and I look forward to continuing to do that and unlock those for people.
3: Yeah. And, um, and in the next couple of months, one of my main strategic initiatives is to be that bridge between, um, what we're, where we see ourselves and what our customers actually might need solving for. So I'll be doing a lot of calls with, um, with customers. Yeah. That'll be my, 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 um, my playground, essentially, to be engaging and interacting with uh, as many of our customers and and users who potentially be customers as well in the future, and to to really extract what what that might be. And the result might come back and and actually help us realize that they don't need insights. They don't need to further enhance their, you know, uh, it's solving the job to be done here might just end there, for example. Um, And that's totally okay, but we'll need to find out.
0: It'll be sad, but I agree with you. And uh, you know, truly what we want to do is create, create value, so. Um,
1: but you know, I see it's like yeah, yeah, but on the, 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 on the canvas, it, it depends on how, what color do you want to pick? If you pick the black color, the canvas would be with the black color. So the point here is like, what type of questions do we want to ask to the customer? That is a very uh, uh, important piece because if we ask that, does it important or instead of how you can improve uh, with the insights, if we if we change our tone, that changes the the canvas, that changes the picture. And uh, I, I see that I see that I see with that angle that if we change instead of what is like how you can improve or what is missing here uh, and how we can help, that might change the whole conversations uh, instead of highlighting about x versus y. That's x plus y. Will will will. Is that? Uh, I hope that makes sense. It is. It is not more about X versus Y in the product. It is more about X plus Y, which is transcription plus insights. How we can improve that on top of uh, what we are providing, and what do they see? How they use? And if we if we change uh, the layer of the equations, we might have the different outputs.
0: I think of it as um, you know again loving the presence of Leon here of like. You, because you, we face the same thing in software as you develop software, which is there are bugs that are minor bugs, there are bugs that are there are bugs that are you know moderate, and then there are critical bugs. That means your right. system can no longer function. And what we need to get more in line with, I think, is you know not the cherry on top of what we can offer, but what is the true like if you if you didn't get this, this is a critical you know this is a critical outage or a failure or you you couldn't complete the task that is very important for your jobs to be done for your organization. And, um, you know, that's just, again, a a realization that we've had over time. It's very, it's much easier to show value by like, you know, removing someone's pain than it is to, um, you know, add some sprinkles on top uh, of something. And, you know, again, we've driven, many of us here, I think are driven, driven by innovation. I know, uh, you know, like we all want to develop and innovate, but true innovation is when you, I guess, when you, when you solve the needs of people. Um, So um, that's been, again, a, a wonderful journey to go from imagination and, and, and wanting to bring new things into this world to, trying to align it directly with um, problems that are existing already, or problems that continue to grow that are going to need solving.
3: Yeah, and hope this, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this real quick. Hopefully this will um, bring a little, shine a little bit of light from a different angle. And that is like innovation in and of itself is, is beautiful. It's, it's about changing something that could be improved upon, right? It's about like living in the future and, and enabling that future. Um, through your own vision and actions. But uh, let's say we are a experimental lab within a university and we have um, relatively unlimited funding. We have a million dollars a year to to spend to play around with things. That makes sense. We can do whatever the heck we wanna do. Um, If we wanna talk about the group and the team here as a a business team and as a uh, product team that we're offering to a market, then it has to solve a market need, which unfortunately comes back to, what, what does our customer really need um, right now at the moment? Um, and in doing so, we get funding to then play around with what we want to play with, right? It's, it's about adding value to them enough that they will pay us and, and then we'll have a, a business model um, versus totally different siloed approach, which is um, scientific research or uh, Google X or Alphabet X. I forget what they're called, Moonshot projects. It's just they get unlimited funding, which is, why they never have to have a business model in the first place?
0: And I, I would say, you know, Niho and I, and we'll take a couple of minutes here, and know, know we're coming for time, but like, uh, you know, Niho and both of you again, and Leon and Neil brought in a wonderful perspective, and so part of that was we, we scrolled and shared for a second, but changing, you know, changing up the homepage to align more with the value proposition of what we're doing, and since that, we've seen you know, from people landing on that page, people much more willing to, to sign up and at least test the product, which is a sign that the work that we're doing is is making making an impact there. So we'll continue to, um, to do that uh, <laughs> and enhance our website from a, a six mobile speed up to um, slightly better. Um, and, you know, not only provide uh, the value proposition and messaging, but also a core user experience we want from the first time they come across the website to they sign up for the application for them to get back that that media asset that they're looking for and see the value and how we've how we've gone through that entire thing um all i know you yes. had a couple of things you want to share around just some some changes on the application and that 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 connects with that a little bit so please uh please please go ahead
1: yes let's get back to the real work here uh, uh i would like to take a five minute here to talk about uh what what are the updates on the engineering sites and why we did it uh so which make uh some Highlights about uh, our work and if you can give me uh, screen setting permission here. Beautiful. So, uh, please, uh, uh, anyone encouraged to jump in between. Uh, So, the problem uh, we found and still working on here is like the three call to action buttons. That is uh, upload media uh, on the recorder and the create text notes. So even if you put into the dropdown, it's very difficult uh, to decide in between the user experience and provide the easiest way without any double click or triple click. Uh, just do the exams while you, while you are on the platform. That is the one point which we are working on. And the second is we used to have the sample media library had the separate section before uh, in the sidebar uh, to navigate which is now under under the media because it is audio video and uh, audio video sample media library, which you can go and check uh, even our office hours and see what we are talking about and the full transcription. So those are the two uh, changes we had done uh, for the user experience and for the user privacy and the security, I will take a moment to talk about uh, which we added called the data management and providing you the full ability to manage access your data, uh, read about the privacy policy, and uh, you can you can request to delete your data. And you also can request to delete your account, which is only a single click event and uh, we will process uh, uh, in, in 14 days. So those are the, a couple of changes in app. And the last one is uh, basically the in-app transcript editor updates we did uh, that is Absolutely from the user feedback. So that is the beautiful piece with the transcript editor so far uh, is every single change we made over the last two months, to be honest, it's all from the users, all from the transcriber and uh, to giving them an ability to auto scroll with the media clip uh, as you can go uh, d- during during the uh, maybe the transcription changes or anything. So. Yes, these are, the, these are the few more changes. And the last one is the big one, which is now you, if you have the organization access, you can set a node between a team or uh, to the, any individual. So uh, let's say this is the one uh, article which you can go under the action, and you can assign to anyone in, in, in your organization or maybe to the group. So basically the same access you can have with the audio, video, and text now. So I will take a pause here. Any any thoughts, for anyone? I lost my screen setting button here.
4: Uh, I, I'm not sure if this fits in, in, into this conversation necessarily, but um, have we considered, um, for instance, from a user user standpoint, right? Like, uh, and I know v- Vassal, this is something on that's in our backlog as well but mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to generating a, an onboarding experience for uh, new users, for instance, right? Because um, yesterday I was actually playing around with, uh, you know, bubble.io. Right. Yes, so um, I, I went through their whole, like, I mean, I'm like halfway through their onboarding process and their onboarding process is basically a mini academy course, right? But I did think it was interesting how you know, when you hopped into the app for the first time, there was basically a step-by-step step walkthrough of, you know, if you're here for, for transcription, because maybe that's something we could do, right? If you're here for transcription, it takes you through the transcription onboarding. If you're here for audio analysis, which, I mean, still falls under transcription, takes you through the onboarding process. Um, but then also for that to work, and I guess maybe this is another, another thing, but does it make sense when someone logs in to speak? right, to be hit with this wall of data as, like, their home screen, right? And, and I mean, these might be things that you guys have considered and talked about as well, right? And and I'm just wondering how maybe we, um, like, within the product uh, itself, as as far as, like, user experience goes, and, you know, maybe even Leon can jump in here, is, like, how do we, what what are the simplest things we can do to, you know, generate fast improvements for, like, the user flow? Um, like maybe just a, like a short discussion around what we think are like five easy, easy <laughs> changes we can make um, to, right. to improve the user flow.
1: Right. So I would say like in the last quarter, we implemented sort of the beta uh, user flow and the onboarding process, which can I would, I would say in the five step, the first one was based on you select on the onboarding form, what features you want to use, that goes to the second step on the dashboard. And Timothy done the great job on the dashboard. Uh, it will highlight you, what does that mean? What needs mean? You can choose the drop down, and it will give you the more highlight about how you can use. So once you understand that, the third piece go to the text notes, which will give you an ability to create the text note right there on the onboarding flow. And will it will follow you to hey save the note, which will which will reanalyze the insights and give you the highlight about what does that mean and the last step was uh, uh send to the upload media screen so if you are trying to upload audio and video which will show you the how to how to upload uh, audio and video on the speed so those were the five steps but there were a couple of downside which. Wasn't converted to the production release, so which is on the development on the UAD servers, uh, which is the plan to release probably the next month, the the at least onboarding sort of a academic course, or you can say the onboarding flow. Awesome. Yes, and, and, and we'll take one more minute here to uh, what is coming next and what might we talk about uh, on the engineering side is we are focusing more about right now is on the sec- security and the privacy about the users, so we are trying to uh, improve more uh, security on the platform. We also, we, the next thing is also coming on the engineering side is sort of a webhook integrations, which you, which you can integrate with the C, any CRM system or the Zapier. So what does that mean is like, for example, if you want to receive a notification back on your platform or on the Zapier, uh, you can you can subscribe for those events. So hey, send me a notification when my text note is analyzed. Send me a notification where my media is analyzed. So those sort of notifications you can integrate with the platform. Beautiful. Yeah, back to you, Tyler.
0: Back to me. Oh wow. Um, I I mean we're coming up for the end of time here. Um, we won't go too much too much into this just just to be considerate of time. But um, you know as we talked about. Um, some of this work that that we're focusing on and what we're what we're doing uh you know timothy and i again with the guidance of vassal had some, uh, some some a lot of fun this week um really for for the first time trying to build a level of analysis um of audio and video without having to use the words to to be the driver of that so we've seen in the past a lot of a lot of sentiment analysis so again keeping with what we're trying to do which is find you know, build high quality data sets and, and, and digital assets that you can find key moments in so that you can make better decisions. Part of that is making sure that the analysis that we're doing is accurate and then helping aid people with that analysis. And what we've come across a couple of times has been this idea of, for example, sentiment, running a sentiment analysis on a transcript. And we've gotten some great feedback. That's a very helpful feature. And even some of the companies using our system are, are focused mainly on the sentiment analysis, but one enhance the the level of accuracy for that. And so Tim and I spent some time doing uh, basically a, a voice analysis. And that's not, say, not not doing what you're saying, but how you're saying. And wonderful, interesting experiment that we did after hours. Uh, Tim and I got together and when we run into roadblocks, we said, hey, Vatzel. <laughs> We need some help uh, and and again sort of shared just a small clip last night when we had our, our moment where we we got some of that analysis working so maybe just quickly Tim I guess is there anything that you have to share about that experience um, and then how it's you know how it's connected to some of the stuff that we're doing
2: Sure. Um, maybe only a couple of words from the technical side it's quite of a um, it's very interesting to see that many people have contributed to, data sets in organizations, in, in our case. Uh, I wonder if we can uh, name it. But um, in either case, we've um, built quite of a simplistic machine learning model. It's a deep learning model with convolutional neural networks inside of it. But we've gotten pretty, um, we've gotten pretty far with once again it's probably we're doing the same thing we're, oh, sorry it might my hair here. They are <laughs> um, it, it's, 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 it was an interesting challenge to bring together um, uh, deep learning plus uh, 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 really high-paced prototyping. And in our case um, something I, I guess we both learned is that it is, is that we're, we're Indeed, you can build those things, and these are inventions in its raw sense. But until they're useful, um, it's it's largely uh, a proof of concept, still. And so the desire here is to is to um, expand the, the 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 connections with the with this concept, if not with a product, we don't have yet. Um, so so we are opening our eyes to into auditory processing essentially to finding what well to increasing the natural language understanding in the way of sentiment analysis and digging down into emotion analysis um, and and having said that um, uh, we're we're doing our best to be consistent and to deliver value to our existing clients but we're also imagining as much as we can what could be if not if even if we're building a well hopefully we're building painkillers not vitamins but um sometimes those painkillers only only uh show what we've been missing all along um anyway i'll I'll, I'll, you should probably stop (laughs) now
0: Uh, (laughs) anyway thank um... you for initiative
2: and it's been a it's it's Thank you for the initiative, Tyler, because it's a a thing to to dedicate your time after work in something you're truly passionate about that doesn't necessarily add up any value to, um, doesn't necessarily add up any value, but just have fun, I guess. That's, that's, um, we should all all look into the bright side of our lives and do as much of the things we're passionate about as as we can. Thank you.
0: Beautifully Ted. Okay. On that note, I have nothing else to add, but yes, wonderful experimentation. And um, I think there are ways to bring this into providing value. We just got to do it at the right time uh, and, and look forward to that and hopefully sharing some pretty interesting stuff out as we do experiment more with that. But uh, anyone, we're at 1 p.m. here. Uh, uh, anyone have anything else before we wrap this up? Okay. No, any good. Okay, wow, right on time. All right, thank you everyone for joining here. Uh, Always, always wonderful. And uh, I think some of these talks, you know, that, that bring us together, you know, I'd be really interested to be an outside party who has listened to any of these on an ongoing basis. Um, you know, it must be a, a fascinating thing. And really, we have all these put into speak. So we could even do our own case study on how this has changed week over week of what we've talked about and some of the themes through and, and everything there. So, uh I'll, I'll take that upon myself to, to share a little bit more about that process, but look forward to continuing with the updates, continuing to improve what we're doing and what we're focused on and how we, how we deliver for value for people. And, and again, always grateful to work with uh, a wonderful, wonderful team and also a growing community of people who, who you speak and support us. So again, thank, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you.